Hi, I'm Patty. I'm Kim Michelle. And I'm Jill. Welcome to our podcast. It's a great day to talk. Because honestly, what day isn't a great day to talk? So join us in our conversation. A Great Day to Talk is brought to you by St. George Design. Offering complete website design, social media management, search engine optimization, Google and Facebook ad management, and many other digital and print marketing services. StGeorgeDesign.com And by Richardson Brothers Custom Homes, third-generation builders who have been building custom homes in southern Utah for over 25 years. They will take your dream home from concept to completion. Contact RichardsonBrothers.com Hello, all our friends and relations. Uh, welcome to It's a Great Day to Talk. We're so happy that you've joined us this evening or afternoon. Actually, it feels like evening now because the sun is going down. Yeah. Too early. Mm -hmm. Too early. I, um, I am here with my most beautiful, adorable, intelligent, and fantastic friends. I don't see them. <laughs> yeah. Where are they? Where are they? She's talking about. On my right, I have Patricia. <laughs> On my other right, I have Kim Michelle Pullen. I love these women. Thank you, friends, for being here. And thank you for, oh, thank you for being here. Thank you for all of us being here. <laughs> and we have our uh, lovely Sean over there running the board. Thank you, Sean, for you're being welcome. here. Congratulations, <laughs> and you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I um, I just wanted to point out to everybody before we get started that there are only 86 days left until Christmas. Oh my gosh. So if you haven't started your Christmas shopping now, get on it. Get, uh, I, I don't know. Is it So really? I start to panic now? Mm -hmm. I start, okay. Now you start to panic. Or you do what I did, which was last year, and I'm kind of rolling into this year. I'm not in charge of everything. So don't be in charge of everything. Mm, at Christmas. Then it won't get done right. Right. And that's okay. That's, <laughs> that's a whole nother right episode mm -hmm. that we'll have when it gets closer. But yes, I just wanted to put that public service announcement out to everybody. Additionally, Such a giver right there, Jill. That's what I do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 86 do. days. Mm -hmm. 86 mm -hmm. days. Just 86 that off your calendar. That's for you, Sharon May, and your funny puns. Um, additionally, I do want to let all of our friends with parental unit or parental units with children let you know that the quarter is ending. We end the last day, October 13th. So if in you, our district, yeah. In our mm -hmm. district. We started early, but still. Here we are. It's October. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have special spirits that you are in charge of who attend school. Yep. And hurt you, them. I mean, uh, that's not what I yeah. meant. Subtle I meant like, warning. Nudge them. Yes. Um, in order to save you and save them and save their teachers, encourage them mm -hmm. to get ready mm -hmm. and prepared for the end of the quarter. Yeah. So just your public service announcements for today, friends. Yeah. Um, hi, ladies. Hi. hi. How's your week been? Busy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Notice the pregnant pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this whole week, honestly, starting uh, last Thursday, uh, I, all I have done is been secluded away working on uh, papers. My husband pops in is like, is my wife still here somewhere? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just been late mm -hmm. nights last night. Um, like the every night this week's been about till one o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, working to get papers turned fast enough so that the kids can use that information then on their upcoming essays. So 
If you have a teacher in your life, I just hope you appreciate them. If you don't have a teacher in your life, I still hope you appreciate right. them. <laughs> because somewhere you have uh, a teacher in your yeah. life, whether right. for past, real. present, for or real. future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. How about you, Patty? How's your week been? It has, it's been full. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, I, I'm a little... I think I'm behind the eight ball at school for sure. And I haven't started grading the papers yet because they haven't finished writing them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's, it's going to be next week. The good news is that n none of that has thrown you off matching your cups to your shirts. <laughs> yeah. Oh Mine it has thrown me off so much that I wasn't able to do that. But the two of you have successfully done that. But blue on blue and pink on pink. So mm -hmm. congratulations, ladies. Thank you. Let's mm -hmm. just mention that I wear so much blue that that's really it's not safe that. for you. Yeah. yeah. Until well, actually, give it another couple of weeks and it'll be all black. So I'll have to look for a black mug i'm wearing white pants after labor day i did that yesterday i think it's adorable rules are fine. meant to be broken yeah. it's in true. the adult world not in the child world only mm -hmm. in the adult world it's true so t speaking of uh essays and papers that's where i'm at as well the three of us are in it thick and mm -hmm. deep and yep. and a quarter is rolling up and i was explaining to my students recently that you know i have i have my english 1010 students I have my senior English students and I have my honors 11 students and they were asking, you know, two days after they turned in their paper, have you corrected my paper yet? <laughs> and so I helped them understand why they don't get them in a quick turnaround. And I know you guys can appreciate this. So we're just going to do, we're going to give some numbers and those numbers start with the fact that on average, depending on on the length and depending on the student that um, my papers take anywhere between 12 and 15 minutes yeah. each. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then in my 10, 10 classes, I have 52 students. So times 52. Well, that's math. I'm out. Right. Yeah. I was well, going to say, if you would uh, round it down to 10, I could probably do it. Okay. Let's just say four papers per hour. Mm -hmm. How okay. about that? Is yeah, that I easier? Can, I can do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 4.25 mm -hmm. papers per hour, 52 papers. Well, you added a 0.25, so I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Anyway, there's, that's just for two classes. So if we were to, to do the hundred and what is it? 140 students yeah. total mm -hmm. times, we'll just average it to 13, 14 minutes. That's a lot of hours. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if mm -hmm. about you guys, but do you guys, are you guys able to correct essays at school no. or do you have to bring those home? I have to bring them home because I'm teaching at school. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can't correct anything at school. There are too mm -hmm. many distractions, yeah. right? And plus we have to plan and, and meet and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I was explaining that to my students over the last couple of days. And when I gave them the numbers, they changed their perspective. Right. And it was really uh, great to see them have that change of perspective mm -hmm. because I don't think that they think about that. But right. anyway, since we're in the thick of it, friends, yeah. I just thought I'd share. Yeah. Did you, you know, see Scott's comment there? I did. You know what? <laughs> if you require a lot of personal attention, do not marry a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jennifer, yeah, busy crazy. Today is my Friday working at the airport. Thank goodness I'm done for the week. 50 hours since Saturday. Yep. Oh, yep. oh, man. It's just busy, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm so happy that I have good friends in the same pit of hell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So we can commiserate together. Yep. So anyway, sorry about the side note. Just wanted to get that out of my system. But well, I would like to say none of us got into teaching because we were wanting to grade essays. Nope. That's it's not why the we teaching it. and the being with the kids and the energy we get from the kids daily yep. and watching the light bulbs go off in their mm -hmm. brains. And even if it is around doing the math of how long it takes yeah. to correct their essays. Yeah, that's we we got into teaching because we wanted to be around this group, but and not necessarily true. to grade. It's just no, society. It's, it's really I think it's just the way the system is set up. Mm -hmm. You know, we have big classes. We have a lot of students. We want them to learn. So we assign them things. We teach them things. And so that's yeah. just part of the. I know my students are like, why are you signing this? You're just going to have to grade them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, oh, you're right. They, they were all like, well, this is your own fault, Mrs. Pullen, because if you hadn't assigned that to us, you wouldn't have to grade it. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. Oh. So I just won't <laughs> sign anything. Then I'll never right. have to grade it. And they were all on board for that. They yeah. were 100 uh percent -huh. uh, on board for that. That so. is Judd's <laughs> comment mm -hmm. four times a year. Now for 23 and a half years, well, I guess it's only been 23 and a quarter years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, you just do this to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, so yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway. This is my favorite. I just have to say this is my favorite comment is that I will wait like what? Eight, 10 weeks for a student to finally turn something in <laughs> and then they will be there 15 minutes later. Like, have you graded that yet? And oh have yeah. You posted it on exactly. my account because it's really important for my parents mm -hmm. to see that yes. I turned it in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Inevitably. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. You know who you are out there. Yeah. Well, you know, they must have gotten an ultimatum at home. Exactly. Kind of like mm -hmm. me with my son. Yeah. I give him ultimatums yeah. too. Yeah. Only I also say, do not go talk to your teacher. You get this crap done. Mm -hmm. I get yeah. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I get it yep. from both sides. So yep, anyway, yep. well, friends, I'm so happy to see you guys today. We're going to talk about our book from this Yay. month. We're going to talk about the book called American Dirt, written by Janine Cummins. And the story is one of sacrifice, loss, change, yeah. devotion, mm -hmm. yep. fear, anxiety, freedom, and freedom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all those things. Yep, all those things. Mm -hmm. So, if you've read the book, please join in. If you haven't read the book, please join in. Maybe put it on your list for a future read. It is intense. It is hard to read, and it is enlightening, mm -hmm. and definitely puts life in perspective. At least it did for me. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. Absolutely. Yep. So, with that, some of the main themes around this book well first of all just a quick summary about mm -hmm. the book so we have a family living in um oh my gosh is it Acapulco, Acapulco. yeah Acapulco. Acapulco. I was yeah. stuck I kept mm -hmm. thinking Guadalajara yes <laughs> no that's not the word that's not the town that's not it living in Acapulco the husband is a journalist he is a journalist that has not succumbed to the um criminal behavior that is infiltrated in all sorts of areas of society there. Um, and he writes about what's happening with the cartel, with the drug cartels and the very powerful and deadly cartel that happens to be in their area. Yeah. 
And um, one day at a family gathering, he and many people of the family are executed, are killed, are attacked and demolished. The family is essentially demolished except for the mother and the son. Yeah, his wife. His wife and his son. And the story is about her and her determination to get her son safely away to save his life. Mm-hmm. And not only save his life, but to save her life. Mm-hmm. And there's so many themes around this on top of the ones that I've already mentioned, but another one that I think is really, that really hit me and I know has hit you guys is this idea of what, at what lengths would we go to, to A, save our child or children and B, provide for them a safer life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I have to add like, what risks could we speculate that we mm-hmm. would do? Anticipate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, because I can only speculate having not no frame, no frame of reference. Um, it's easy for me to sit here and say, Oh, I would, you know, I would do everything. I would whatever. But I think what they risk is huge, scary. And like you had just said, Kim, Michelle, would you tell your son to jump off a moving, off a moving train, a moving train or to jump onto a A moving moving train? train. How old was he? Wasn't he eight? Yeah. He's eight. Her son, their only child. She was a, she was a bookstore owner, a successful small business owner. He was a well-respected journalist as far as, you know, Mm -hmm. being someone that kept his integrity. Yeah. And unbeknownst to her initially, she created a relationship with somebody um, who, and it was intimate, but not sexual. So they were, um, they had a very shared relationship where they shared very intimate kind of details about each other's lives. Didn't he lives. write poetry? Yes. He did. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That he hadn't shared with hardly anyone. Right. With someone else that came into the bookstore and come to find out he was the leader of this other cartel who her husband ultimately wrote the expose around. And mm-hmm. that ultimately is why her husband was executed. Along with her mom and, and her, her whole sisters, family. Nieces, her whole family. Yeah. And nephews. Yeah. yeah. Alt- really. And so that is why she is fleeing with her son and is sure that they're now after her. Which they are. Which they are. Mm-hmm. Which they are. Which is why uh, they're now fleeing. So I, that I was, I was poses impressed. a question, yeah. you know. Um, would I... What is the extent? I mean, if they're after me, would I be willing to separate myself from my son? And if that is what saved him, save him. And mm-hmm. how would you know? Well, that, because I don't think she understands all of that until after maybe they're on the run. Um, but part of what they're doing in order. So they're fleeing to America. Uh, she has a uncle that lives in the States. So that's her plan is to flee to America. But in order to be able to do that, they're going to have to use coyotes to help them get across the border to find coyotes, but to get to, uh, so it's um, someone who's going to take money 
that's going to help them walk across the border into the United States. Uh, and that's questionable in and of itself. And so, but e even to get to the point where they can find a coyote, they're, they're going to have to traverse a lot of landscape that's going to require them to travel a woman and a young man on their own through some pretty sketchy, sketchy mm -hmm. and treacherous territory. Right. And um, they're, what they're doing is they are jumping onto trains and then climbing up to the top of the train mm -hmm. and then laying flat on the train and traveling that way to get to as close to the border as they can and then the coyote is going to take them across. Right. And as they're on top of the train, they have to strap themselves down. Yeah. Because the train is traveling at high, high speeds. speeds. What was the name of the train? The Diablo? I think so. Because yeah, it was traveling it. in that yeah. in that location. And there are people flying off the trains. Dying. Dying all the time. Or they, they're sitting up too high and they don't get down for a tunnel and. Decapitated. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And loss of limb. That guy fell and got his leg cut off by the train yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Or people who are running, you're running next to the train. You're hoping the train is going slow enough and you're running as fast as you can to the train to try to hold, catch, run up and hold onto the railings and then pull yourself up to get onto the top of the train. Now let's mention all the while you're watching for not only the police, but the mafia police. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you and the cartel. And the, right. well, yeah, the cartel is, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess not and mafia, people but the cartel. that are like secret agents for the that cartel turn, and yeah. that'll turn her in. And they stayed at different, um, like, what would they, uh, like a refugee camp yeah. uh -huh. at different churches. Different places mm -hmm. along the way. Where they got food. And mm -hmm. she was, she did have some money. She was able to take some money out of her checking account. So she did have mm -hmm. some money to help pay for some of the costs. But the the whole thing and the people along the way that she met and the people that walked across with her. And the and people the they little saw kids, die. The yeah. people they saw die. And, and her little boy saw die too. Imagine mm -hmm. the trauma um, to get here, to be safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To right. give a possibility of something different, you know, right. a, mm -hmm. a safe, a life of possibility. So, um, I just, I don't even know what I, I can't even t anticipate what my reaction would be to something like that. Would I actually think of having my son run next to a train and try to Throw grasp on. on. Mm -hmm. I, I can't even wrap your head. I, and I hope that I never have to. That's, that's the blessing that mm -hmm. I call my life right. is that I don't anticipate that I would ever have to. And I think that's the grace that I also get to walk in my life is that I'm blessed enough that I don't have to think about that. Right. Right. You know, and until they were actually on the run, she had no idea that that's what they were going to be facing. Right. They, they'd had a pretty blessed life up to that point. Yeah. You know, her husband had had some threats. Well, had 
several threats. They'd had friends who had been killed in his profession. And at the same time, while you worry that it's, it can happen to you, do you really plan or anticipate for something like that? You know, she did not know they were going to have to hide in the, what was it, a trunk of the car or the floor of a car underneath in the van. They had a oh, fake yeah. floor when they were trying to get from one town to another. The whole idea of jumping on the plane, or not on the plane, jumping on the train, jumping off of the train, escaping criminals who were trying to steal, rape, mm-hmm. you know, maim, kill, maim, kill. Yeah. and trying to recognize who they could trust along the way. Yeah. You know, so again, that whole idea of what would you, I, I changed this to what could I imagine that I would do. And I still don't even think I can do that. Yeah. I, I just think it, I don't think she had that until she was in the space of having to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And she does during certain points of the story, she has to decide, do I just stop? Do I just let him get us? It just seems pointless at this point. Where do we go from here? Well, and they're exhausted and they're hungry and they're dirty and they're, you know, afraid. And And the clothes that they were barely able to take with them Mm -hmm. in order to make this trek right across the land. You know, that's why I think it's so important for us to read stories like this, to know what others are doing and what other people are um, experiencing for freedoms. Mm -hmm. And although it's such a risk for the kids and parents. Parents do so much to give their kids this freedom, but, and what a risk, but where they're coming from is so much worse than that risk to them. Like she had to get out to, to save their lives. And, um, I'm sure we would do what we could, but I, it's unimaginable. It's kind of like thinking about I think about this occasionally. Um, if I had to hang on to the edge of something and letting go meant that I would fall to my death and knowing the strength that I have or the lack of strength that I have in my hands because they're yeah, so gimped hands, up, yep. right? Would I be able to hold on or would I reach a point where I would just say, I can't do it anymore and let go? Mm. I can't, I, 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 you know, wonder if it's that fear and anxiety. I don't know. I can't even put myself in that perspective. I just don't even know. I don't, I don't think you could ever possibly mm -mm. know until you are in that space and in that moment. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. but I think it is, I think it is sometimes what, as I was reading the book, I would be in a space like, well, why wouldn't she just dot, dot, dot. Right. Why wouldn't she just put him somewhere and make sure that he, because I don't think he was really the target. I think she was. Oh, for sure. So Mm -hmm. why not separate yourself from him Mm -hmm. and make sure that he is okay? Yeah. Isn't sideline coaching the best? I know, because then I would be, well, Mm -hmm. uh, that's... I for sure know Shut that, up, Kim uh, Michelle, right? Because you're not in, you're not, yeah. you can't call that for right. her. Right. Because Mm-mm. that's not, 
you're not there. You're not in that right. space. So, right. and I think that's kind of the same, like what you're talking about, Patty, when you, even when you look at those Haitian refugees that uh, were under the under bridge, the bridge mm-hmm. many of them who had been making that trek for six or seven years, mm-hmm. or you look at um, those that were in Afghanistan working to try to, that were Trying. tossing their babies over the mm-hmm. bobbed wire fences there just yeah. to make sure that their child is on the other side. Uh, is on the other side. Right. I just don't, I don't know that you know what you would do or what you're capable of doing in that moment until you're in that moment. So to judge that at any level, I think... It's dangerous. Boy, walk yourself back, Kim Michelle. Walk yourself back. Right. And mm-hmm. dangerous. And yeah. the, the other part I struggle with too is um, I, I believe all of humanity should have opportunities for safety and freedom. Mm-hmm. And, yep. And, you know, as much of a burden that it can be on countries where there are many refugees, mm-hmm. we have. We ha- I think we have to accept that burden because these are humans and they're no different. They want safe. Right. And um, the fact that an uh, opportunity, to, an raise opportunity their to raise their family. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was really interesting because um, some of the themes around this book uh, connect in a way that, oh, you know, okay. So Ethan, I took Ethan to Europe his ninth grade year and we went to uh we went to austria we went to italy and we went to france and when we were crossing the border from austria into italy um when we got to big cities we were you know it it was very apparent that so many there were so many refugees on the streets and Um, when we were, we took a train from Italy to France, it was an overnight train. And so we were in our, what are Yeah. Our car car. with our bed, you know, our Mm -hmm. sleeper car. There we go. We were in our sleeper car and, um, some of the people we were traveling with were in the car next to us. The next morning we have a conversation with them. And the night before, sometime during the night after everybody had gone to sleep, they awoke to some pounding on their door and they peeked out and there were just a couple of people there. They couldn't see who they were. And of course they didn't unlock the door to let them in, but come to find out in the morning, there were some refugees that were trying to get out of Germany and get, you know, they were moving across um, to get out of the fighting of where they came from Mm -hmm. And had jumped on this train. And so the there were police force on the trains. And they went and hunted them down. And we remember the train stopping. Like it stopped at like 4 in the morning. It wasn't supposed to stop till like 7.30 or 8. And it stopped at 4 in the morning. And in our days, I just recognized, oh, the train stopped. Why has it stopped so long? Well, it's because they had stopped to have the police come and take these people off the train. And I remember looking at Ethan 
when he realized that they had kind of lost their battle to find a place of safety mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and the look on his face. And then we arrived in Paris after that and walking through the streets of Paris was another blank, uh, you know, blank look on his face as we passed these young families, mom, dad, maybe two, three-year-old, maybe a five-year-old with them too, sitting on a makeshift mattress with their blankets. And you could tell their blankets were their blankets that they had brought with them begging for money. And my son, it really changed him. Just those two experiences. And I think, well, I know he had a different perspective when we came home from that trip. Because, you know, you spend a lot of time with, oh, my life is so hard and da, 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 you know, and took him these two experiences and it was totally different for him after that. And I think about those young families all the time mm-hmm. that we saw sitting on the sidewalks in Paris. And there I was walking on this, you know, great spring break trip with my son to Europe and Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. sitting on the yeah. cold cement with their young mm-hmm. children, yep. and I, I, it changed me. Even though I was already in a different place than Ethan was, obviously. But I'm telling you what, after reading this story as well, yeah, I have no idea. This is something I've thought about a lot. How did I get to this place in my life? Well, why was I born here exactly. and not there? And why were they right. born there yep. and not here? And yep. why should it matter? And exactly. That's, I think that really is the, that's the crux that of it That really is, you know, is the, is the luck of my birth. Mm-hmm. Where the stick that I drew. It, and it was nothing that, that I did. Does that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the determining factor? on what rights I should have and what blessings I should bear. Right. I'm here and not there. And who shook that dice? Mm-hmm. When I worked downtown in Salt Lake, when I worked for the attorney general's office back in the day, um, and at night we would walk, I would walk to the parking terrace and sure enough, you know, after dark is when the homeless come out. And I, that's where my thoughts started happening around this whole, why am I here and not there? What's, what is that all about? I just, this book pushes that straight mm-hmm. to my, to home for me. Right. Yeah. You know, and the other part about this story is, you know, we know that there's, and some of you may not know this, but there's controversy around the author who wrote this book. And so her name is Janine Cummings and she is, well, she's not, this didn't Static. happen to her. This, this isn't a true story for right. her. It's yeah. fiction. Yeah. And at the same time, the research that she's done is undeniable. And in extended places in her life, she has connection to people who have more connection to these kinds of experiences. And the controversy is the fact that she wrote the book. Yeah, and can someone write a book like this if they haven't experienced it or more firsthand, right? And, right. And I think I think you can. She said the story was so important that she wanted to 
tell it. Right. It's not a new story. No. So she's not telling a brand new story. It's not mm. like it's it's breaking news. Right. And and you know, I can only view it from the perspective in which I live. Right. So, of course, it's going to be affected by the experience that is my experience. Mm -hmm. So, certainly I get to understand that it's viewed from the body in which I have well, been privileged to live in right. and understand and appreciate that. And so I'm open to a different perspective, but I don't have to live every experience in the world in order for me to be able to appreciate somebody else's experience and still be able to learn and grow from that. Isn't that literature? Isn't that why we have literature so that we can go places that we would never go? I, I believe that's true. And at the same time, I would still hope that I would be open to, okay, so what is, what is the position out there that would say something otherwise? Right. And let's have an honest, open conversation about what that might be. But I think that if, if you can only write from the experience that you personally have had, then I think there's a lot of literature that we wouldn't have in the world. And I think there's a lot of perspectives that we wouldn't be discussing in well, the world. And I think that would be unfortunate. Right. Right. Well, literature is to tell stories. It, that's what, what we're doing is telling stories right. and, um, whether fiction or nonfiction. Um, I just wanted to point out a couple things. I, our friend Jennifer who commented on our Facebook, uh, live page mentioned, um, She's heard some pretty interesting stories of similar experiences from friends that she's, um, from her friends that have lived in Mexico. And, um, <clears throat> and it's, I like just that she said, sad to think we vacation to these areas in Mexico. And I've gone to all inclusive resorts in Mexico yeah. and felt very safe and grateful to be there. And of course, everyone is so nice and friendly and welcoming. And even walking downtown in a couple of the cities that I've been in, I felt pretty safe, but I know there is stuff. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that you don't see. And, and you're pretty protected from the area because of the tourism that they rely on. Right. And um, also, I wanted just to comment about Stephanie and I agree yeah. that it said, it doesn't matter that we were born here. And, and I agree, you know, however lucky we got, cause this is where we were born. Um, it's what we do with our that privilege, privilege yeah. to make the world is, fair. She yeah, says is and what better. is and important. Mm -hmm. So use all mm -hmm. the resources you've been blessed with to make the world more fair. I love that Stephanie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the, uh, a lot of the things that are written in the book in terms of the experiences that are described on the journey from the beginning until they arrive, that she experiences and that the group that they're traveling oh. with that they experience. I was reading a lot of um, what has been going on with the refugees in, that came across from Haiti and not just them, but a lot that are at the border. And they're telling very, very, very similar stories. It isn't unique to 
any singular population. It's any of any of those that are coming from Chile or Brazil or, or Mexico in the 30s or any and 40s of those. coming from Germany and Europe. Well, mm-hmm. I, you know? I think there were a couple of things on our feed. I don't see them now, but that we're talking about that the anniversary is coming up mm-hmm. right, right there. there. Mm-hmm. Um, 80th year of the massacre of mm-hmm. the Jews at Babi Yar. And the only reason that was allowed to happen is because we made a distinction between us and them, us and them. And that's what a artificial border or some kind of mark in the sand allows us to do. It allows us to otherize people Mm -hmm. and make a distinction between you and me. And as soon as I can do that, as soon as I can make that distinction, then I also justify treating you differently than I would treat myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And now it's okay. And once we do that, Mm -hmm. then it's doomed. Right. Well, we humans like to believe that the world is just. And when um, you experience, if you believe the just world phenomenon, people get what they deserve. And so when you believe that, then you don't have to feel bad for where you're at. And it's, ends up being the guilt it relieves the guilt and then then we can victim blame and um and it increases discrimination it perpetuates that Mm -hmm. same yeah that Mm -hmm. same kind of thinking right Mm -hmm. and good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people and the world is just so this is you get what you deserve and if you get too much then you're gonna the other shoe is gonna drop Mm -hmm. I am constantly telling my students good things happen to good people and bad things happen to good people and good yep. things happen to bad people and bad things happen to bad people. It just because things happen it, to things people happen to yeah. people. And I just I just there's no scale of justice that we're living on and when it comes to good and bad. Oh right. You right. know that's you know it's not us against them, it's not me against you, it's not them against us we're all this humanity that has that's living on this sphere Mm -hmm. but it's easier to do the in group out group Mm -hmm. yeah for oh absolutely there's there's absolutely Mm -hmm. no doubt about that and so i think because it's easier we look for ways that we can otherwise Mm -hmm. otherize each other right because then it's easier Mm-hmm. It makes our conscience feel a little bit well, better. Right, Kim that Michelle. You are uniquely different from me. And I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not you. you. And mm-hmm. those things wouldn't happen to me. Right. right. Because I somehow participate in this uh-huh. or I'm part yeah. of that mm-hmm. or yeah. I believe in this mm-hmm. because I do these things and that you don't. protects me mm-hmm. Yeah, more than it protects you. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Oh. And we see it in our political discourse right now the lack of all the time or let me differentiate differentiate myself from you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. then i can treat you I'm however mob mentality and it's easy i for want me to, to treat, treat you, you that because way. now we're different yes mm-hmm. rather than yeah. why don't we see why don't we really see each other as part of this shared human experience and figure out what that would look like if we all really chose to see each other as right. all pa- part of this shared human experience. Right. Ooh, could be really look different. <laughs> that is, you know, that it's, is heavy and that is a lot. And that's the kind of stuff that leads me to drink. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I, I just love to have conversations around things like this to check my thinking and reading this book gave me a more, uh, well, just a, a more global view of what, uh, yeah, a better understanding of what is happening and what other people are going through. Um, maybe that helps me be more grateful for what I have. Maybe it helps me recognize that, um, I need to do the best I can because of what I have been given for no reason of my own. Like I'm here. And how did I get here? How did I get here? I didn't do anything <laughs> to be born here. Right. Yeah. Now being born here, I can, I can take some credit for the successes and failures of yeah, my own. For the awesomeness that yeah. you are. Right. Which is true. Yeah. But sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I, I, I think I love what Scott says. Unless we are descendants of indigenous tribes in America, we are all here as a result of either immigration or slavery. That's right. It is. Mm-hmm. That is hundred percent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Spot mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now yep. we're here. No one else. And you see this in neighborhoods yep. too. I, you know, especially, you know, where we live here in Southern Utah, it's growing. Mm, my goodness. And people who have lived here a long time, um, are resistant to the growth and change mm-hmm. often. I came here, different, I came here views. as a as uh, different new, views. but I don't want anybody else new coming in and right. destroying sure. my mm-hmm. space. Sure. Right. And, and mm-hmm. we felt it where we live, it was just open space and we didn't have a lot of neighbors in our neighborhood. We had, we could jump on our quads and just drive right out to sand hollow with on you know, trails and and take a picnic. And, and now it's, it's full of houses. And, and we had a lot of neighbors who were mad about the development out there. Right. I'm like, well, you can't close the gate behind me. (laughs) Yeah. You can't, you don't get to do that. That's true. Yeah. That is absolutely Mm -hmm. true. Yep. And you know, the difference of having come here when I did, which, I mean, Patty, you've been here always. And I came here in 96 from New York having been raised in Salt Lake and then moved to New York and coming here. And I knew that I was a fish in a fishbowl mm-hmm. because I came from somewhere else. I believed something different. And for years, for years and years and years, it was an issue for me around what are they thinking about me and trying to just like, blend yeah. into the background. That's none of your business. What's none of my, Oh, what they're what thinking. What they think about sure. you. Sure. Yeah. I love and at that. At the same mm-hmm. time, at the same time, it's still part of something that people that come here really do have to kind of look at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. so uh, I'd have to say my gentle nudge for this week would be if you haven't read American dirt, give it a try. It gives you a nice, um, perspective of somebody else's, um, strengths and trauma, um, and grit and determination about providing a safe, um, environment for herself and her son and what people go through. And also to, um, look at how you view that issue of immigration and what can we do with our privilege to make Mm -hmm. a better place. 
for everyone. Yeah, I think my gentle nudge this week would be right along with that, would, which would just be to be in that place of grace and gratitude and then reach out to the world around you in that, in that space. And I know it seems like such a big, a big thing. So really, what can I do mm-hmm. from this small space that is me that would really make a big difference there? But I'm telling you just to be in that space of compassion and grace through your day that's a big deal that's that's a big deal so that would be my gentle nudge to choose into that space this week my gentle nudge is to get to know somebody better that you don't know very Mm -hmm. well oh i love for sure that's what i would say because let's face it that artificial boundary doesn't just exist at the border it might exist at the border of your property well, it, it's, or in the border of your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that, Jill. So, love it. Love anyway. it. Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. And we hope to have you join us again next week. Yeah, All for of our sure. Friends and relations out there. Yes. Sean, thanks for tonight. Everybody, have a fantastic week, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to It's a Great Day to Talk. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And until next week, get out there and talk. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.